Hello again, listeners. This is Jamie O's Podspace. Um, I want to thank each and every one of you guys for tuning in to this message today. I know I was supposed to post uh, this past Sunday and I didn't. Um, I just started school and, um, you know, it's, it's online and everything. And I'm still just trying to get like the hang of it. Like I'm still trying to learn how to navigate it and Anywho, I mean, that's an excuse, but it's really not an excuse. (laughs) I just didn't. I should have prioritized and and thought about it. But because of that, I'm going to be posting two episodes back to back. Okay, so um, first I want to get into prayer. First, let's have a quick word of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for um, this day, Father. Thank you for your spirit that speaks through the word father i pray that this message would be able to touch hearts father god i pray that um that i will present it in a way that is um that is straightforward and simple to understand father god and that you would be in the midst of it as well lord i pray a blessing and a praise uh just for your glory and who you are and what you are doing in the world right now father in Jesus name I pray. Amen. Okay, so today's message is um how I know God is real. That is the title. I haven't really thought of a title yet, but I was inspired by this because my cousin um he he's going through his own thing right now. Um you know, I don't want to put all his business out there, but uh, out the blue, he, he messaged me on Instagram and he said, cuz I just want to know, how do you know that God is real? And it kind of like put me on the spot. You know, I, I wanted to make sure I know that it was a witnessing moment and I wanted to make sure I said, you know, the right things, you know, so that it'll help him, you know, just to have more faith and believe in God, you know, so. I um started telling him a little bit about my testimony and everything like that and um just told him to believe make sure that when he prayed that he believes in God because God can't work uh and answer his prayers if he doesn't have faith that God will be able to give him whatever it is he's praying for so um yeah that that was a little backstory of that so I want to just really break it down how for me how I know that God is real and of course we're going to use scripture to back that up as well um so let's first dive into Romans 1 20 20 through 21 verses chapter 1 verse 20 and 21 Romans okay I know guys as well I've also been saying that this message is short and it just seems like God is just blessing me more and more through these messages and I'll always say more or it'll get longer than what I expected is but praise God because that means that the Holy Spirit is working and that he's talking for me you know and it's that's that's the way it is you know it's not always going to be like the right time limit it's going to be different times because depending on the message and what needs to get across but i'm thinking i definitely should change that because that's kind of a little deceiving (laughs) deceiving i know 
Okay, Romans chapter 1, verse 20. I think we can start right there. Okay, verse 20 says, um, For since the creation of the world, his invisible qualities are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Verse 21, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. So futile just means like futile or futile just means like ignorant, you know, or foolish, you know. Um, so. Yeah, so ever so this uh, passage is basically saying that. Um, everything that has been made in the world is from God. Everything that God has is the, the nature, us, the animals, everything in this, of this world is made by God. That's basically what he's saying. Okay. Now let's go to, um, in verse 21 said the reason why, um, you know, people don't know. And I like the last part. The last part is really helpful. The reason why people don't know that God is real or can't see God is because ultimately it says because in their thoughts, they were futile, ignorant in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. The reason why we can't know that God is real is because our heart is darkened. You know, that's why God tells us that if we come to him with a humble heart and surrender ourselves to him, then he will heal us. He will heal that broken piece in us. Now, I want to go to that's a good one too. I want to go to, um, or I really could go to Genesis one because that talks about um, God and the creation of the world. But I think Psalms nineteen one through six would break it down a little bit better than it's just like a whole, like as a whole. It's not just about like um, I just like it better. Okay, Psalms nineteen one through. Uh, six, it says, um, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork day unto day, utters speech and night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tabernacle for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoices like a strong man to run its race. Its rising is from one end of the heaven, and its circuit to the other end, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. Okay. So, this is basically saying, like, Everything that's in the world, the firmament means that, um, okay, so this is the earth and then there's, um, you know, there's heaven and there's another heaven and there's another heaven uh, where God is at. So, but God is just basically saying that the firmament, like the separations from the water, from the, gra the grassy land, the dry land, it's all separated by him. He did all of it. He's speaking a lot in, and, um, and uh, like you know, uh, metaphors, but um, God is the God is the creator of, of heaven and earth. He's created creator of earth. He has all the power and dominion, and um, 
yeah, so we're going to get a little bit more into that too. So I'm not going to, just a second. Okay, so that is what God is saying. So now let's go to um, John. Let's go to John twenty, verse twenty nine. Okay, verse 20 and 29 is, says, okay, so we are in chapter 20, verse, we're going to start at, um, okay, so this whole chapter, it, it just talks about um, when Jesus was in the um, it was in the tomb and he was dead and then Mary Magdalene she came to the tomb and um, she saw that the stone was taken away and she um, and she ran and went to Simon Peter and they came back and they saw the stone was removed and um, you know all the other ones saw they went inside and they saw that Jesus uh, his 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 swaddling that he was covered in was all over everywhere and that but that his clothes was in the sitting on top of the bed like neatly um neatly uh folded and everything and um so basically like i said you know after that because they thought um uh they thought that somebody had took jesus's body so he this was also a saturday morning early saturday morning and so Jesus sees uh, Mary Magdalene because she's thinking that it's the gardener and um, uh, she's still weeping. So she's talking about uh, if 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 they have her uh, Jesus's body that she wants his body. And um, and um, God, re Jesus reveals her, her, himself to her to tell the disciples. So then um, Jesus um he reveals himself to the disciples at the door at the um uh when the doors were shut he said they were assembled and he revealed himself to them and said to peace be with you and they all believed the only one that wasn't with the disciples out of the, the disciples was thomas so he told um when all of them were happy and simon peter was telling you know thomas like oh we just saw jesus and um we just we're just so thankful we're so happy because, um, I mean, they still didn't understand, like they still, um, after Jesus, after Jesus died, he, t he was with them before then and telling the disciples, like, I am going to die. You know, you'll see, you won't see me, see me for a little while, but then you will see me. But once again, going back to the heart and of heart, they couldn't receive or remember that because of that, because they're, um of their uh, heart and heart and so now that they're they're in front of jesus and jesus is telling peace be peace be with you 
they believe him because they can see him with their eyes. You know, so Jesus says, uh, you know, breathe the Holy Spirit on them and tell them, you know, to receive the spirit. And he said, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. So now Thomas, like I said, they're happy. And, you know, saying, oh, we just saw we just saw Jesus earlier, you know, and things like that. And Thomas is like, unless I put my hand in the hole on it where he was pierced on his side and put my hands on the in the holes or where his wrists were at, then I won't believe like I'm not going to believe that that's him. So. Jesus, he appears again, and um, his disciples were inside, and Thomas was with him, and Jesus uh, shut the door and stood in the midst and said again, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and look at my hands. I'm reading verse 27 of John. Um, and reach your hand here and put it in my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said, my Lord, my Lord, and my God, it's you. It's really you. And Jesus said in verse 29 to, to Thomas, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet they have believed. Okay. Okay. So that's what I just want to focus on. The fact that by us being human, by us being flesh, we, we need to see things we need to see things to believe it we need to feel things in order to know that they are there and um you know and that's part of because of our flesh we've just been programmed from that we've been programmed to be um spirit i mean to be fleshly led to be mind led you know to try to figure things out to try to be independent and go against what god is saying but god is saying look I am here. It says in in uh, another scripture, God says that God is spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is true freedom. So God is spirit. God is omnipotent. He can be everywhere all at once. Even though we can't see God, it's not the things that we can see. It's the things that we can't see that are eternal. And God is eternal because he is the creator of heaven and of earth. Okay, so I just wanted to focus on that. So let's go to um to first Peter one eight. I think I was thinking of going there at one time. First Peter one eight says of whom of whom having not seen you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So um, even though we don't see it's it's, it's not by 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 uh, what we see is what we can't see that's eternal and God he knows us because he has created our souls and when we believe in him without seeing him that's when he works because he knows that we are going against our very nature we are going against um, what the world tries to tell us you know the world is is just so fixated on um, glorifying, I mean, glorifying our flesh, going, glorifying our desires. They celebrate independence and, uh, not needing a man, not needing people and just, uh, focuses on just material things and, and things like that. And God is saying that if you don't see me and you still believe you are blessed. 
because your eyes aren't seeing it because it's appealing. Even Jesus, when he came into the world and, and when he was uh, during his ministry, he wasn't uh, highly and all proud and happy, you know, like good looking. He wasn't a guy that was of any uh, fine appearance or anything. He was just an ordinary man that was homeless and that lived here and there and nobody held him up in high esteem. He was just. You know, he was he, he just came as a regular man. And I think that is a testimony that um, that is a testimony uh, that, that Jesus was saying is that um, even though I'm not, he said, because I'm not, I don't have a lot of money because I'm not hot, like good looking and appearance and everything. People don't want to hear my message. But when I started when he started to do miracles, then he started gaining popularity. But if it was wasn't for his miracles, the message that he was saying, all the words he was saying about his kingdom and him coming to to save them, they they wouldn't receive that. But because of the deeds that he done, then they believed, and that's how he got popular. Because that's what we are we're we're animalistic. We want and want and want. If it's not for our glory, if it's not for to to build us up and to better us in life, then we don't want to hear it. We don't want you know. We're selfish people. Okay, so another thing um, I want to read is uh, Psalm 100. I think Psalm 100 is nice too. This is one that, a scripture that just talks about the glory of the Lord, you know. It says, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. So, yeah, as you can see, this 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 scripture, this short scripture is just talking about God creating us and how God gets all the glory. You know, like I said, in Romans 120, like everything that has been made is evident that God is real. And then in Psalm 19, it's saying that God created the heavens, the earth. He created the birds. He created everything. Everything belongs to God. Okay, so um, now I want to go to Psalm 136 real quick. And it's a scripture that I that I like that I think is tied to it. Okay. It says, okay, start uh, chapter Psalm 136, chapter four to him who alone does great wonders for his mercy endures forever to him who by wisdom made the heavens for his mercy endures forever to him who laid out the earth above the waters that's what they mean when they said the firmament like he the earth is just like a separation of different parts of the world imagine if 
there was no structure and all the the ocean water came on the on the dry land and the grass covered over the water but God created that perfectly just like he divided night into day just like he made the sun to be processed to to shine in the morning and then the moon at night the stars that give light he created everything perfectly for us for us he given us dominion over all the birds the of the field the animals in the garden all of that because he loves us okay so verse five it says to him who by wisdom made the heavens for his mercy endures forever to him who laid out the earth above the waters for his mercy endures forever to him who made great lights for his mercy endures forever the sun to rule by day for his mercy endures forever the moon and the stars to rule by night for his mercy endures forever so they just go on and like repeat uh you know the mercy endures forever part but it get, it just means that when he says that it just means that god's mercy is everlasting it'll never change that he has for us everything that he's made um the, the work that he's doing in our heart the work that's going on around us things that are happening around even though he's pained by, even though he's grieved by those things, but he has a plan for all of that. And even though he's angry, he said his anger will only last but a moment. And God is gathering up his troops now. And even if we don't believe in God, even if we don't have a relationship with God, he still loves you. He doesn't hate you. He doesn't, he's not mad at you. He, he's, he's upset because of the unrighteousness and the uncleannesses and the sin that we cause. But us in our, in, in general, like who we are, he loves us so much because he created us. Why would God not love what he has made? We are his masterpieces. We are created in him to do righteousness. He loves us so much. So even if you don't believe that he is real, I'm here to tell y'all personally in my testimony, he's real. God has done a wonder in my heart. He has done a wonder in my life. He has released me from a bondage of sin and guilt and shame and self-hatred, drunkenness. He's lifted up the, um, the, um, the, the 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 depression the years and years of depression that i've had you know i said i've had depression since i was a kid but god he released that from me so that i can see clearly so he said you know just like in the, with the israelites jesus came god himself came in the cloud at the mountain and the israelites saw him clearly and the mountain and then when they left they went to start worshiping the, the calf again and Aaron was a part of that too but they had just saw Jesus for themselves and then they still went and went against him and started to um to worship the calf and the reason why that is is because of heart and heart and and the point that I'm making with that is that if it wasn't for God his mercy, if it wasn't for his mercy that he has for me and me surrendering to him, my heart still would it would have been hardened. I still would have been in the darkness. I still would have been suffering in shame and guilt and depression and self-hatred and been lost and blind in the world. But since he had mercy on me, 
Since he created me and he knew me and he predestined for me to be with him. He wants all of us to go to heaven. God doesn't want, he didn't just choose certain people to say, oh yeah, I want to be favoritism and I want to just choose a certain people that that'll serve me. God created each and every one of us. He wants all of us to go to heaven. He wants all of us to be free from sin and guilt and shame and depression and drunkenness. He wants us all because that's not from him. That's from the enemy. God created us to be free. God created us to be sinless, to be free, to live the, the joy and the, and the life that he always planned for us all along. He said, even before the creation of the world, I knew you. All the days of your life were destined before they all became to be. That's in Romans 8, um, 20, 29, I believe. But, um, you know, so know that the reason why people feel like God isn't there is because of all the bad that's going on in the world. But it says in Romans 8, 28, that for God... For all the things work together for good for those that love God and those who are called according to his purpose. So God knows everything that's going on right now. And he still will get the glory for that when Jesus returns again. But you must believe that he does love you. He loves us so much. He He sent his son, like I said in another uh, episode, he sent his son to die for our sins so that we can have life. Since God has has opened my eyes and, and softened my heart, I'm able to see him, not physically see him, not feel him, but I can see him. His presence is with me because I know he loves me and that his power is more greater and more mightier than anything that I can see. Any false, any false thing that I can see that any drugs or alcohol, any people or sex or food or anything can feel. God felt that deep need down within me and I have not been the same since. Brothers and sisters, I have been changed. I have been redeemed by God. I no longer have to be in guilt or feel like, oh, God hates me. God doesn't love me. I'm not worthy of nothing. I can say God loves me because he sent his own son to die for me. God loves me because he's changed my heart. I no longer feel fear. I no longer feel uh, not with an intensity anyways. I no longer feel like I'm in bondage. I no longer feel my depression. I only have inner peace and joy. And that's what God wants to give all of us. So if you, if it's any message out of here that, that, that encourage you guys, I just want you to know that God lives because he lives in us. He lives in us and everything that has been made that too, but he lives in us. When we turn from our sin, when we turn and, and we, and we admit to God, Lord, that nothing's going my way. Nothing is. Everything around me is going bad. I just feel terrible. I have anxiety. I'm having panic attacks. I'm, I'm dependent on these, uh, psych meds. I'm dependent on this alcohol. I'm dependent on this person to come here to fill the void and give me the only what you can give me, Lord. If we say that to God and we sincerely surrender, He will help us. He will help us to see Him, like really see Him. Our flesh and our spirit is against each other. God said in another scripture, what, what good would it be if, um, 
you 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 see me you you see something and you know that you're expecting a gift yeah that's a good that's a better example <laughs> what good annoying is that someone said okay i'm getting ready to give you a yankee candle and then uh he told they tell you that a week before and you're expecting it you know that you're going to get it any day now and then when they give it to you you're not surprised because you already knew that you were going to get it god is the same way even though we can't see him, even though we can't see the prize, we can't see that he is working behind the scenes. We can't see that he is omnipotent, that he is everywhere. He truly is. And he is the gift of life. He is the gift. He is true life. He said in the scripture, I am the true vine. If those that remain in me, they remain in, in my branches. That he said that you can't have life without me. You can't live without me. Okay, guys, Um, I think I covered that. Okay, I want to end it in Ecclesiastes 3. I pray that uh, this message really helped you to understand who God is. And that, um, just to know that he loves you, you know, and um, that if you make the choice and you make a decision, not now, whenever you are ready and you truly want to get to know this amazing God, God opens his arms freely to all that who are hungry, all that who are depressed, all that who have a broken and contrite spirit like I had, all that who are suffering, all that who feel like they don't have no purpose in life, who are hopeless. God opens his arms freely. And gives water to us, living water, so that we will never thirst again. Okay, in Ecclesiastes 3, 3, um, I'm going to end it because it's 29 minutes long. I didn't know it was that long. <laughs> I didn't know it was that long. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to take the short part out of the message because... Okay, so um, in chapter 3, it says, To everything there is a season, chapter 1, there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh. Okay, now let's jump down to verse 11. God has made everything beautiful in its time and he has put eternity in their hearts except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. I know that nothing is better for them to rejoice and to do good in their lives and also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is a gift of God. So that just basically saying like for those that still feel like they don't because of that's the like I said that's the main thing that they talk about they say oh it's so much bad why did so much kids die from cancer why is all these shootout know that everything beautiful happens in God's timing everything under heaven everything under heaven everything under earth it's a time and it's a place for everything. And God knows exactly what we what he is doing. But we have to be faithful. We have to trust in him. And we have to continue to walk the best that way we can. Do good to others. 
not to receive anything, but just to do good to others because God is so good to us. He woke us up this morning. We didn't have to. He didn't have to do that. He could have took our breath while we were sleeping, but he loves us so much that he gives us another day renewed with mercies and grace. That's why he says my mercy endures forever. So all the things that are happening doesn't mean that God is allowing it to happen. It's just a part of his perfect, magnificent plan he has. Guys, thank you so much for this, uh, for tuning in and listening to this message. I pray that it was a blessing to you. Um, I'm going to be posting again. Uh, like I said, maybe tomorrow I'm going to be posting again or either the end of the day. So let's just have a word of prayer really fast. Um, Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for your plan, Lord. You said, for I know the plans I have for you, plans for um, plans for good and not for evil, Father. Thank you, Father, for uh, redemption's plan, the plan that was already fulfilled through your son, Jesus, Jesus Christ, on the cross, Father. You said, by his stripes, we are healed. We have been redeemed. Lord, I pray that the people that are listening to this message that that don't know you, they may not have a relationship with you. They may not know much about you, but I pray, God, that 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 you help them to see that by Jesus stripes, we are healed. We are healed and we are freed so we don't have to live by the old law and, of, of sin and, and all these sacrifices that you already provided a new covenant so that they can come to you and you will hear all their prayers and you will heal their land. A lot of people that don't know that, Lord, they don't know that they can have freedom. They don't know that they can have a new life in you, Father. Help them to see you for who you really are, a loving and gracious father. Help them to see that even though they can't see you, but that they are there, that they are more alive and powerful and that you never sleep and that you are there watching over us, protecting us from danger. It may not feel like thing. It may feel like things are slow right now, but in your kingdom, everything is moving fast. You're constantly working on our behalf, keeping us safe, providing uh, blessings and things like that, putting people in our life. You're working because you love us, Father. I pray and I thank you for the message that you put on my heart. I pray, Lord, that uh, more and more people would come to you, Father. I pray that more and more people would be able to receive them and not just hear it, but receive it. And that when they do, Lord, that you open up their hearts so they can start the journey of, of having a relationship with you, Lord. I thank you for the work that you've done in my life. I pray a blessing on my church family, Lord, that, that they'll be growing and, and that they'll come together in, in unity and love and that they'll see you more realer and have a revival, even more fierce. In Jesus' name, I pray all of these things. Amen. <laughs>